Hey, Kevin Draves here with the Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's the fifth pick in the 1995 NBA draft. The Minnesota Timberwolves select Kevin Garnett from Farragut Academy in Chicago. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to the Western Conference Finals. Happy birthday, Kevin Garnett. From the den, this is The Howl. We would like to welcome you to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics on everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is also a proud member of CLNS Media Network and can be found on clnsmedia.com as well as Podient, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. The Howl is also produced with thanks to our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. Taking a deeper dive into the most recent Wolves game versus the Charlotte Hornets. Going into this one, Wolves are 5-1 and one over their last six, a plus 74 as well in that stretch. Hornets on the season 0-4 versus the West, but currently sitting in the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. Key to this game is going to be we need Wiggins to keep attacking, something he did last game very well. For the Hornets, Kemba on the season, a record for points per game and assists per game for him. Starting off, Towns immediately extends his three point shooting streak or sorry three point make streak to 25 games towns has been absolutely crucial 
in these stretch of games. That is not a shock. Best player on the team, starting to really shine ever since Jimmy Butler has been gone from the team. So we want to need him to keep that up. Again, 25 games is a huge streak. One of only four players in the league currently that has hit a three in every one of his team's contests. All right, so jumping into the next game on the docket, the Wolves took on uh, a pretty solid team, but a team that has been struggling a bit lately, and that is the Portland Trailblazers. No Rob Covington in this one means yes, Josh Okoge. Now, me personally, I think if I'm the coach, I'm starting Josh Okoge. One of the main reasons for that is it makes the bench the same. You're able to uh, keep that consistency. Again, when you take Josh Okoge and you replace Robert Covington with him, I also think that's a less of a change as well. They're similar players just in terms of their defensive intensity. They have the ability to hit the three. And I just think overall you're keeping the team a little more consistent in terms of lineups. So that's the way I would have gone. But, of course, Tom Thibodeau, uh, you know, he moves to the beat of his own drum. And so he went the different route, decided to start uh, Jeff Teague and Derrick Rose together, which if history tells us anything, it's that that generally is not a great idea. If you're not aware of what I mean by this, go on to NBA.com and take a look at the lineup statistics where you can actually take a look at statistics for specific lineups throughout the league or within a specific team. And looking at the Timberwolves specifically, it's not a pretty picture when you look at both those two guys playing in the same lineup. So hopefully this is not going to be something we consistently see and Robert Covington comes back sooner than later. As the game starts, we get a nice Jeff Teague takes a shot from three and actually hits it. And it's surprising because he actually took an open three. But who knows if that's going to be the rest of the game. But right at the middle of this one, it's nice to see him actually taking a three-point shot when he's open. He has struggled to do that um, for most of the season. Towns then hits an early three as well, making it 26 straight games for Carl Towns. What a fantastic streak. He continues again one of only one of only one of only th- only three that have hit a single that have hit at least one three in every one of their team's games. Last game, uh, CJ McCollum had a bad looking injury to his ankle. As Jim Pete mentions, his ankle was bent in and very surprised he is playing. When you're watching this game, it's something to watch out for if he has any sort of lo- limit limitations. But so far he looks like he's moving pretty solidly. Another thing to watch for in this one, unfortunately, is the Corey, the Courtney Kirkland storyline. He was the one that most recently threw Rudy Gobert out of the game very early on. And early on in this one, we are having uh, problems with him as well. Towns gets his second foul in transition with only 8.38 left in the first. An absolutely terrible call. If you missed it, definitely watch it. It's one of those things where Carl Towns is running down the floor And as he gets into the offensive zone, a player just steps in front of him. And Towns barely touches him. And you see him fly back like he just got shot out of a cannon. Absolutely ridiculous. I hate flopping. But on top of that, I hate referees that buy into flopping and let guys get away with it. Be more more aware of what's going on. It was pretty clearly not a foul. And unfortunately, Courtney Kirkland, being the apparently terrible official that he is, Screwed up this one, and I think this really starts to set the course for the rest of this game. Early on, Damian Lillard is on fire from three early. Uh, deep, contested, does not matter. Blazers are on an 18 or 8-0 run, and the score is Blazers 15, Wolves 10. 
McCollum is shooting a career low from three, but you wouldn't know that in this one. Looks good early from the three-point line. Again, just came back from that ankle injury, and so far he is not hindered whatsoever by both the ankle and the Timberwolves' lack of defense. Wiggins looks to continue what has been a very active few games in a row here. It has a great drive. His aggressiveness continues, and I love seeing that from him, and hopefully that continues going forward. We've really started to see, at least the last few games, what appears to be the Andrew Wiggins everyone was hoping for, and I always felt like it was going to come eventually, especially once Jimmy Butler was gone, and it's nice to see it is starting to trend in that direction. Jang is moving a little, but goes for a fantastic charge. So you're watching this in live. I definitely thought he got a a good charge call, but uh, the referee calls it a blocking foul. Upon closer inspection, it definitely was a good call. Uh, It was not a charge. It should have been a block. Just slightly moving, but I really appreciate that Gorgie Jang is willing to, you know, let his body out there. He's willing to take that charge and sacrifice. I think that's that's one of those things that not everyone does. You know, Anthony Tolliver is another player that does that. He's not playing, though, so we need someone to be able to step up and continue to do that, and Gorgie Jang has continued to be aggressive in that area. One thing I will mention again is I just don't like starting Derrick Rose. I I feel like you've started to see in this game, number one, the starters don't look as good with Derrick Rose versus Rob Covington. And that's that's obviously not a surprise. But if you were to just look at the roster and say, look, we're going to put Josh Okoge in instead of Derrick Rose in that starting lineup, and then we're going to keep our bench intact, I just think that that would have been a much better way to go if I was the coach. And I think with that smaller amount of change, the team would have been better off uh, in this game as well. We've touched on Derrick Rose a few times, but there's more than Derrick Rose going on in this one. Coming into this game, Andrew Wiggins, look at these statistics for the last two games. I get it. It's just two games, but we're going to take improvements where we can get them. Andrew Wiggins, 21 points, 56.7% field goal, 62.5 three-point percentage, and five rebounds per game. So if you're looking to see improvements, you're definitely seeing it out of Wiggins. He's becoming consistently aggressive now, more so than what we're used to, which is that inconsistent Wiggins. You never know what you're going to get from him. So that's a huge step in the right direction. And in this game, you're hoping to see that same thing. So 27 to 20 at this point is the Blazers' uh, lead. They were able to build that lead. Wolves really getting killed on the glass. And all of a sudden, now it's 29 to 20 after a second-chance bucket. For whatever reason, and we talked about this last game, the Wolves just completely continue to struggle with the concept of a shot goes up, get a body on the nearest player. There's so many instances where there's a person, whether, whether it's a, and what the guy they're guarding or a different player, and, it's, and, they're, and our players are letting these guys get in between them and the basket. You can't do that. You always got to make sure you're aware of what's going on. A shot goes up. You need to fight for position and get rebounds. You need to make sure you body up every single player. Guards specifically, you know, Jim Peterson talked about that in this game. Guards specifically need to uh, really make sure they put in that extra effort. A lot of times you'll see where a shot goes up, maybe a guy tries to run out early or a guy doesn't watch his man. There's so many little things that can contribute to this, but this is becoming a problem recently. We're not defensively rebounding the ball, and we're allowing second-chance points. So that's something that the Wolves are going to have to get situated long-term if they're going to be successful. Now, again, it's 29-20. Wolves start to crack down a little bit on defense, and they're able to get it back 29-25. to 
Tyus the Thief is what they call him in this game. Uh, Wiggins also takes a two early three, though, as uh, the quarter's winding down. Helps the Blazers with more time. That's something that Wiggins has done more than just one time. So that's something to watch for, too, is he needs to be a little bit better with clock management. He's got to be aware of how much time's left. The team in general, actually, in the last few games, have seemed a little lost when it comes to end-of-clock situations where they're not ready to take a shot. They make maybe too many passes. And actually, speaking of Wiggins, that's been a problem recently, too, not with him but with his teammates. You know, the four other guys on the floor with him can't just throw it to him with a, with a second and a half left and expect him to make a basket. I mean, that's just not, that's not reasonable, and guys need to be more willing to take the shots. Uh, I think sometimes you run into a, a thing where players are maybe afraid to screw up, and so they're like, well, if I pass it to someone else, it's on them. And it's like, well, no, it's not. If the shot clock's getting low, it's on you. You're the one that caused this, this turnover because you didn't shoot the shot. Jeff Teague, who continues to you know, pass up wide open threes. And we need guys to be playing with more confidence on the offensive end. Andrew Wiggins is really, really coming around in that. Confidence is just beaming. And so other players need to pick up on what he's able to do and, and continue to you know, get, step in that right direction and, and become better and become a better offensive player. And I think, I think that's going to happen. I think time will tell as far as the whole team is concerned. But Andrew Wiggins is a good start, and some of these other guys just need to be a little bit more aggressive instead of putting players like Wiggins in these bad situations. The good news for the Wolves in this specific situation is despite the fact that Wiggins leaves more time, Tyus Jones doing what he does best. I feel like ever since he got into the league, he's actually really good at end-of-clock situations. He rushes, so they score, the Blazers score. Tyus rushes up with five seconds to go, draws a foul at the buzzer, ends up making both free throws. Now, the Blazers were a little upset at this call, but guess what? It's a foul. And you know what? If you don't want the foul to be called, then be less aggressive. I think that's going to be a big part of it. So don't complain. Now, one thing I mentioned, or one thing I noticed uh, in an upcoming possession, speaking of complaining, there was a possession where Rose you know, gets fouled, doesn't get the call, and instead of running back on defense, he literally is sitting there complaining at the official as he's walking back or running back. Don't make things worse. That's what some guys players need to realize. Like, there's a time to complain. It's not then. So when I coached, there were uh, a number of instances where we would have problems with officials. The only time I would ever talk to an official was during breaks because there's no benefit in the midst of a game to be yelling at an official, to if you're a player especially. If you're a coach, you know, there's definitely some things you can do, some nuanced ways to to talk to referees. Um, you know, just to, to give a few examples, in between quarters, timeouts, you have halftime. There's other instances or other times during the game makes a lot more sense. If you're a player, go up to the referee the next free throw. Go up to the referee uh, in the next out of bounds when there's actually a stoppage. But don't sit there and complain. And, and all of a sudden, now you've made it worse because not only did you not get that foul call, but now you're not back playing defense and you've let up an easy basket. And there's no reason to do that. Rose has got to be, be, you know, use some more common sense there. Uh, next possession, though, you have Tyus takes a charge. He has been playing really fantastic defense in this one. Now uh, around nine minutes to go in the second. The score is 37-34, so we're down just three points. Uh, looking at the game as a whole, Derrick Rose – you know, we mentioned him not getting back on defense on a possession, but as a whole, he is not impressed so far in this one. Three for ten, 
really bad shot selection. And it's been a big part of why all of a sudden the Blazers might go on a little bit of a run or the Wolves seem to falter a little bit. But despite all this, the great thing is the Wolves persevere, go on a 7-0 to run. And all of a sudden the game is tied. And, and a big part of this is defense. And defense all of a sudden leads to the break and a Koji assist to Derrick Rose. And all of a sudden, you know, the Wolves are looking like the team that we expected them to be going into this game. And they seem to have a little bit more of that fire, a little bit more of that want to. So we talked about Andrew Wiggins and his aggressiveness. Nine points so far in this one, three rebounds. And Wiggins actually leads all scorers in this game up until this point in the second quarter. Rebounding, though, continues to be a problem. Talked about last game, guys got to box out, and we're still seeing it as this game is progressing. And hopefully that's going to change sooner than later. Rose pulls a Teague on a three. And whatever reason, if you're watching Derrick Rose in his game, he seems like he's not shooting threes anymore. And as a result, in this specific instance, we don't score because he passes up an open three, tries to drive in, and it just doesn't go well. And that's that can't continue. That can't continue. Our coach, Tom Thibodeau, has to talk to the players and say, look, if you're open and you're a good three-point shooter, you need to take those shots because what's better, a wide-open three-pointer or are you driving the lane and taking a contested shot? It's not a question. It's not a question, especially in a game where you're struggling a bit. And so the team needs to address this sooner than later. You know, Josh Okogie is able to play in this one, as we talked about, with Robert Covington being out. And so far, Josh Okogie has looked amazing. I mean, as always, on you know, you've really gotten – a player that has just been phenomenal. As Josh Kogi was quoted recently, he said, here's the deal. If if we've played 21 games, I sit out 20 of them. All of a sudden, the 21st game I get in there, I'm going to play the same way I did before. And I think that says a lot about his demeanor. And, man, it would be nice to see a couple other players do the same thing. He is able to fake a three, and then he hits a wide-open two-point shot. Now, again, it's a mid-range shot, but it's a good-looking jumper, and it's a tough shot. So, Credit to Kogi, who just makes good decision after good decision. Dave Benz points out, very uneven performance in this one from the Wolves. And and we've talked about it. Guys are struggling left and right, yet here we are. And it's 46-44. Blazers just up two points at this stage. I don't think the Wolves could ask much more to not play all that well and not that consistent and still be in the game. And, you know, a big part of that, again, we talked about how good the Wolves' defense has been over this stretch. And right now, 12 Blazers turnovers to just Wolves, five. So that's huge and a big part of why we've been able to at least stay close. Wiggins, however, continues to struggle from the line. This has been a a, a bad trend over the last few games. He's being more aggressive. He's getting to the line more. He's taking better shots. He's driving more. So I don't think this is going to be a continuous problem. And if, if, if you had to choose, like, let's say Wiggins is going to shoot threes and drive to the lane and get to the line more, but miss some free throws, or he's going to take you know contested mid-range shots. Obviously, you're going to take the, what you got in this game, which is good drives, smart basketball. And you're going to take that every single time, even if he struggles a bit from the free throw line. Courtney Kirkland continues to hurt us as he strikes again. Towns clearly fouled by Nurkic. No call leads to a Blazers fast break. They go to the line. This was after Taj was called for a touch foul. So... Refs having a huge impact on this game, and it's really frustrating. We talk about all the reasons why the Wolves are not winning this game, and the refs have been a big part of it. Nurkic then, by the way, huge elbow. So spins, turns, hits his elbow, drills Towns in the face. And as Jim P points out, 
while they're looking at this on the replay, if this is not a flagrant foul, he doesn't know what is. And I 100% agree because flagrant fouls do not matter what the intent is. So does not matter whether or not Yusuf Nurkic actually means to do it. He does do it, and he drills him, and he's out of control. And, I mean, that's exactly what it is. And that has to be called a flagrant foul. And this goes back to just how poorly this game was officiated. And the NBA can't allow stuff like this to happen and this can to continue. And I credit the Wolves for fighting through and fighting in this game to keep it close because they're not playing their best game ever. The refs are getting under their skin, which is obviously making things a little bit more difficult. All these things, and the Wolves are still able to fight and keep this game close throughout. Remember, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing in That Channel. We are the Howl. This is our review of the Wolves versus Blazers game that happened just recently. So we talked about Josh Okogie, and this is pretty impressive. So, or they talked to him at halftime. So at halftime, as uh, the, the game comes in to um, a close here, it's a close one, a very close one, which is huge for the Wolves. Josh Okogie mentions how important it's going to be to really fight. So getting 50-50 balls, got to make sure to rebound, and you got to make them work. The more the Wolves make the Blazers work, the more they're going to be able to wear them out. And I think that's huge from Josh Okogi. And it tells you what a veteran mindset he has. He's not your typical rookie. He's a player that really sees the big picture. He sees uh, the forest for the trees. And I think that's really important. And that's why he's hopefully going to continue to get playing time uh, down this, you know, more so even when he, even when other players are not injured. Because so far it's been a lot of, a lot of playtime based on injury. So Ryan Saunders, obviously, coming out of halftime, is still on the docket for who gets interviewed during these games. Ryan Saunders says they feel good about their cho- their chances, but it's going to be all about how a group effort on the glass. So here we're talking Josh Okogie, Ryan Saunders. I'm guessing at halftime, a big portion of that talk was talking about rebounds. You want to know why? Because at halftime, the Blazers are up 33 rebounds to just 19 rebounds for the Wolves, and that is an absolute killer and it proves that there's so much work to be done to improve on this team still, rebound-wise. You can play all the de- good defense you want. You can score, but you have to get rebounds. And defensive rebounding is a big part of rebound or of defense. And so that's got to change. If this team is going to have any chance, that 100% has to change. So that's going to be something to watch for going forward. Now, first possession of the second half. Second half starts out not on a great note as the first possession, Towns turns it over on a double team. As Jim Peterson talks about, passing out of a double team is actually like a bit of an art. It's definitely a skill. Some guys aren't great at it. If you recall when the Wolves had Al Jefferson, he was a guy that really did not want to pass out of double teams, and, and he did at times struggle to do it. Now, as someone who's played basketball, to me it seems like it's common sense, but the more you think about it, if you're in the post, you're getting double teamed, it's not just on the person down below, but it's on his t- on their teammates. And you'll see this a lot in, at lower levels of basketball where teammates don't recognize that they have to get open for the passer. Not that the Wolves do that, but there's just a lot of pieces to passing on a double team that are uh, good to consider. But next possession, Wiggins, a drive and score. And to be honest, this tells the story of this entire game. It's so back and forth. It's a mistake by the Wolves, or it's a bad call, or it's something negative, and then we jump back, we do something positive, but it's just such a back and forth that neither team has been able to pull away, and which is good for the Wolves, but also bad for the Wolves that when they do get any sort of momentum, it just gets killed pretty quickly. Ugly start, though, to the second half overall. 
scores 64-57, Blazers up. Then a Blazers two again, 66-57. And all of a sudden, the Blazers look like the much better team. And the talk we had earlier about how they couldn't get momentum, all of a sudden they have all this momentum. And keep in mind, this game is in Portland. And so this is really a, a time where we have to stem that tide. Nice thing is Tom Thibodeau gets that, calls a timeout because he needs to settle the team down. Now, the one thing you'll notice from this game and from previous games, and if you go on NBA.com, take a look at lineups and statistics. Rose and Teague together is a bad idea. Most of our bad lineups or bad lineup combinations include both Rose and Jeff Teague. I don't know that that's the right option going forward. And you start to wonder if they're going to eventually make that change. I don't know, but, but time will tell. And that's it's something to watch for uh, in future games when you have players that are not able to, you know, not able to play and how they use different combinations, whether Covington misses games, whether other players miss, how much often you see weird lineup rotations and how Tom Thibodeau addresses that going forward. Out of that timeout, Wolves come out energized, play some good defense, get some crafty play by Teague and Rose. You know, I, I say some negative things about that lineup combination, but at times they do play really well, not necessarily together, but in this case, yes. And all of a sudden, the Wolves are back within five as they're on a 4-0 run. Blazers make that short-lived, however, with 6.43 left in the third, and it's back to 73-63. That 10-point lead has resurfaced. Good news is Wolves follow that up with an 8-1 run and on the back of Andrew Wiggins, who now has 18 points. So fantastic effort by Wiggins, who is fighting to keep this team afloat in this game and is trying to get us to that promised land of a win. But we talk about this in this matchup, and you noticed it a lot. But as Jim Peterson calls it, that trashy play. And so it's uh, Nurkic is doing it. Amino's doing it. So who gets involved? Towns does it. Nurkic is running down the floor, and Towns lets him uh, basically takes a charge in transition. And I get why Jim Peterson calls it a trashy play, but when other teams are playing trashy, you got to fight fire with fire. And that's exactly what Towns does here. And it's good. And like Jim Pete said, this is one of those things where you hate when other teams are doing it, but, man, you appreciate it when your team's doing it, and it gets us the ball back. Uh, you know, a few plays later, Damian Lillard, though, runs over Jeff Teague, and there's a swipe down, and Jim Peterson points out that swipe down is what caused it. But here's my problem. If you're out of control and you run me down and I'm in position, it shouldn't matter what I do. The first thing is you running me over. So whether I swipe down or not should not make a difference. And I think it's ludicrous that a referee would do it, call it that way. If I'm getting run over, so you run me over, and I'm going, okay, well, the way this game's been officiated, I can't just assume you're going to make the right call and you're going to call a charge. So i got to try to do more and create a turnover, which is what he tries. And I still think, swipe down or not, that's a bad call. And stuff like that needs to change. Referees need to be held accountable, and that's on the NBA. And it's been a trend recently, not just a mirage, that we've had really shoddy officiating. And I really, really hope that changes sooner than later, but I just don't know that it will. Two minutes left in the third, 79-78, Blazers up, just one. Makes you wonder if the refs had been good and if we played well, what would the score be? I feel like if we had just played the basketball we have been playing, just rebound the basketball. And, and even if you just did that, you're winning this game probably by 5 to 10 points. If the refs didn't suck, now we're talking 15 to 20. I mean, it's such a different game. Just little things make such a big difference in these games. And let's not pretend the Blazers are a bad team. 
They have Damian Lillard. They have C.J. McCollum. They have Yusuf Nurkic, Al Farouk Aminu. There are good players on this squad, and you need to play good basketball, but it's not a good enough team, and that's why we're in this. That's why we're able to, despite our one of our worst efforts at times, we're still in this game because guys like Wiggins are fighting. Guys like Josh Okogie are fighting, and they are trying to get back into this one. Wolves score. Okogie then takes a charge, as it is now termed, according to the Fox Sports broadcast team, a Lambeer. Wolves have momentum and are now on a 15-5 to run. But unfortunately, guess what happens next? Shocker, a terrible call on Josh Okogie, guarding Lillard, and the game is now tied at the end of three. So going into the fourth quarter, there's two things you hope for. You hope that the Wolves keep up this energy, keep up this momentum. The referees get their heads out of their you-know-whats. And, of course, we start to rebound to the basketball. Start of the fourth, Okogi Okogi gets a steal, and he gets fouled, but no call on the drive. And Okogi, not one to necessarily complain to the refs, immediately jumps up and is barking at the officials. And I can't blame him. Tons of contact. No call. And just like that, Blazers up 87-86. But it's really been a back and forth so far in the fourth. And we're hoping that that continues. With 7.30 left in this one, Okogi hits a go-ahead three. And boom, 93-91 Wolves. Okogi continues to outshine so many other players on the court. And then how about this? Josh Okogi with what I would say is the highlight of the year as he does a T-Mac with a self-value. He's being guarded. He does the fake. He steps through, realizes he's too far away, underhand lobs it off the backboard, jumps up, and is able to hit the uh, self-value. Not a dunk, but like kind of a half dunk, half, half layup. If you have not seen this play, I did. Uh, it has been sent out at the Howl Radio and at the Sports Min. So definitely take a look at that. It's great. The clip actually shows a great stretch from this game. Not only this self alley oop, but the play after where the Wolves get a stop. And then the slow motion replay of that self alley oop. Definitely worth the minute of your time. With 4.57 left, Nurkic goes to the line. Wolves are up 97 to 94. And again, 50 50 balls. 50-50 balls have been so big in this one, and you're seeing it make a difference, and I don't feel like we consistently are are able to get those balls, whether it's long rebounds, and a lot of it's not even boxing out. You might box out, but you got to be more aware. Don't run down the court when it's too early. Make sure that we have the possession first, and at times the team is just not doing that. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We are the Howl. This is our review of the recent Portland Trailblazers Minnesota Timberwolves game. Akogi at this point does get pulled, and unfortunately, we have the dreaded Teague-Rose combo. It's starting to look like that is going to be what we see at the end of the game. But Jeff Teague, after he comes in, gets a fake, hits a three, 100-96. The Wolves lead. Only 12 three attempts so far for the Wolves. They average 29. So that's a step in the wrong direction. Thibs had been preaching how important three balls have been. We have been seeing an uptick in those, but in this game it didn't happen. But at the same time, despite shooting way less three-pointers than the Blazers, same amount of makes. So that's something that is uh, is pretty uh, interesting to watch for. Again, you'd rather just get a lot of shots up because we're a good three-point shooting team. There are a lot of guys on this team that can hit shots, and that needs to continue. This is followed up, by the way, with Towns hitting two free throws, and boom, all the momentum is at the Wolves. 102-96, the Wolves lead. But then they rush down the court. Wolves don't get back on defense. You 
you just don't have good positioning, bad footwork on the defensive end. As Town gets Towns gets beat on on the, I believe he was doing a hard show, gets beat. Lillard though drives in, hits a circus shot, and he gets the foul call because of course he does. Three point play again. This is all stemmed from bad defense. Find a way to not make these little mistakes. You have a one or two ninety six lead. Build on that. Get that tough defense you've played since Butler's been gone. Instead, this was a bad possession. And all of a sudden, 102.99, and the Wolves are, are not have They lost that momentum just that quickly. And when you're in Portland, you can't do it. Towns then drives, clearly fouled, no call, shocker, leads to a Blazers fast break, and now it's a one-point game. And I'll tell you right now, this is the angriest I've ever heard Jim Pete during a telecast. He is so upset. They're going to break, and the music to cut to break is going, and he's still yelling about the officiating, and he's not wrong. Terrible. Terrible officiating in this game, and I'll tell you right now, a huge reason why this game ends the way it does. As they get back from break, Lillard takes back the lead. This is now a 7-0 run for the Blazers slash referees. Seventh lead, James. But good news is it's short-lived as Towns hits a huge three, second of the game, and it's 105-103. to Now, should have had two more, but Saric, after a miss, gets shoved in the back. No call. Blazers get the rebound off that, off that uh, miss. We talk about how the Wolves need to rebound more. Now, here's part of the problem. Now, he gets pushed in the back. But you know what would help that quite a bit is if he's doing the pushing. So when you see that shot go up, you get low and you move back into that player. The reason you do that is twofold. One, if you're up against them, a push is way more obvious. Now, I thought this push was very obvious, but they didn't call it. If you really want them to see this, if you back into them, it's more obvious because you are already in that that you know that box out position. Number two, they can't go over the top of you because if you're boxing out properly, you're low and you're back. If they try to jump over the top of you, number one, they're going to land on you. It's going to be a clear cut foul, and that's something the team has to get better at. If the you can't just sit here and blame the officials, you need to make that extra effort, and the Wolves don't consistently do that. One forty-one left. And this is a tie game. And it tells you the whole story of this game, as it's always been a back and forth. Tying with under two minutes left, not a surprise. With 112, Gibson has a wide open three-pointer, misses it from the corner. So unfortunately, still tied. Of course, Lillard hits a deep, not only contested three, but a deep three. And the Wolves or the Blazers now lead. Wolves are down by three. Next possession, Rose misses the wide open three. And now the Wolves need to stop bad. 40 seconds left, but unfortunately the Wolves lacks on defense. Leave McCollum as wide open as a player could be. Six-point game, and let's just say that's all she wrote. It was an unfortunate ending to a really well-fought game by both teams. But, I mean, the Wolves deserved this win, and it was stolen from them. Jumping into the box score, we take a look at some of the things to watch for. How about this? Pretty much, so every one of the starters is a minus. If you want to talk about how the Jarek Rose-Jeff T combination does not work, that should tell you a lot of it. Andrew Wiggins, who I thought played a really, really good game in this one, a minus 11. But how about this Jeff Teague, the player that, honestly, for my money, can't get off this team fast enough, minus 19. Carl Towns, just a minus 2. Now, part of that had to do with the fact that he had some foul issues early on, so they had to use him at different points. Played a little bit with the bench. The bench, we're talking about how well they played. Tyus Jones, plus 11. Sarge, plus 6. Josh Okogie, plus 7. 
So much to like from the bench, and you want to see if that can continue. Now, again, no Robert Covington in this game, and that can't be stated enough that he's a huge part of what we're doing here. And without him, this team is going to struggle. He is the team's best defender. He's a leader, and there's so many things he brings to the table on the, on the court. And so when he's not going to be there, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. Andrew Wiggins, though, I thought played a really good game. Now he had 20 points in 33 minutes, 8 of 18, not terrible, but no three-pointers. He was 0 of 3, uh, 4 of 6 from the, from the free-throw line. So you'd like to see a little better um, free-throw shooting from him going forward. Hopefully he takes that next step. But he's doing so many things that you really like. Six rebounds, two assists. I'd like to see a few more assists, but I'm not going to complain. At least he's active. At least he's passing the ball. He's you know driving the basket. He's not settling for mid-range shots. So many things to like about Wiggins. Also adds a steal and a block, which is two turnovers, and only one foul despite being pretty aggressive on the defensive end. Uh, looking at some of the other players, Carl Towns, we mentioned a minus two, the best of the starters, but just six of 16, two of six from three, which is which is okay, I guess. Ten rebounds, two assists, a block, and a steal. Five fouls, though. There's just things that you really wanted to see more of in this one. Derrick Rose, not the greatest game in the world at times because nine of 25, nobody wants that. But a lot of that was the start of the game. He did finish stronger, or at least he played better as the game went on. 18 points, but 9 of 25 shooting. I don't want Derrick Rose shooting 25 shots unless he's making 25 of them. But that's too many shots for him. But I will appreciate that he gets 9 assists, 3 rebounds. So he is creating, does get 3 steals and a block. So it's not like Derrick Rose isn't competing out there. But again, that's why I want Jeff Teague not on this team. He, he just doesn't do enough stuff. 5 rebounds, two, or sorry, five assists, 2 rebounds, 4 turnovers for, for Teague. He passes up open three-pointers. Look at this. He was 2 of 2 from the three-point line. Think about what his statistics would be and how much better the Wolves would be if he consistently took open shots. But he refuses to do that time and time again, and it's beyond frustrating. Josh Okoge in this one, 8 points on 3 of 5. Nothing wrong with that. He was able to add uh, 2 rebounds and assist. Played 25 minutes. You'd like to see a little bit more out of him, maybe in terms of statistics, but you're only going to say that if you box score watch. If you watch this game, his impact was felt across the board on offense and defense. And Josh Okoge, you know what, man? Keep up the good work. Love what you're doing. Tyus Jones and Sarge, also really solid. You're not going to see it in the box score necessarily. Although, you know, eight points, five rebounds, three assists for Sarge is really solid in just 22 minutes plus 6, and Tyus Jones, plus 11. Again, you're not going to see it in the statistics, but he played a really good game, and we need that to continue if this team is going to be successful. Jumping on to the side of the Portland Trailblazers, uh, the man of the game, if you're looking at statistically, Yusuf Nurkic had a pretty solid game, plus 16, 22 points on 7 of 10 shooting. He takes a lot of shots inside, so let's not pretend he's taking threes. But uh, 8 of 9 from the free throw line, he had 11 boards, 4 assists, but 6 turnovers. So, you know, it wasn't all perfect from Yusuf Nurkic, but lots to like from his game. C.J. McCollum, you know, coming off that what looked to be a gruesome injury, was not hindered whatsoever. Same with Damian Lillard. He looked fantastic. McCollum, 19 points, 28 from Damian Lillard, 4 of 9 from 3 for Lillard. McCollum, seven, or sorry, 3 of 7. So now we're talking 7 of 16, that's real solid. And you're not going to complain about two guys shooting over 40%. On top of that, combined 10 of 11 from the free throw line. I mean, the team shot really, really solid. 25 of 30 overall for the Blazers, 83% from the free throw line. They got to the line. They they got things done. Now, again, when you got the refs in your back pocket, you better make it to the line. 
And ultimately, the Wolves, again, do end up losing this one. They, they fought hard. They did. But they end up losing this one 113-105 as they just could not overcome all the different obstacles set forth in this one. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are The Howl. And this has been our review of the Blazers game that happened just recently. Thanks again for tuning in. Now, that's going to do it for this episode. Stay tuned for our next episode where we are going to review the Warriors game. And then we also, coming up later in the week, we have a new segment called To Teague or Not To Teague. That is the question. Thank you for listening. Again, if you missed any part of this, make sure you tune in on Spotify, iTunes, Podium, Google Play, anywhere great podcasts are found. The Howl can be found. And until next time, let me get a howl. Introducing the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio. The Roadcaster Pro is a true world first all in one console solution for podcasters of all levels, featuring four microphone channels, Bluetooth, USB, and TRRS inputs, eight color coded sound effect pads, four high power headphone outputs, and more. The Roadcaster Pro is professional podcasting made easy. Available in stores this December. Visit www.road.com for more information. Once again, that's www.rode.com.